a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. As we've covered here before, Congress has a very narrow and very interesting opportunity at the start of a new term to make some changes, to do things a little bit different that might improve their credibility, might increase trust from the American people. And I get it. I know it could be super enticing to score political points, uh, especially with the Republicans coming in. They may want to score some points against the Biden administration. Uh, There's also a host of other things that Republicans probably could and should do uh, to actually improve the way the House functions. Uh, while still providing that absolutely crucial oversight to the executive branch. That's part of the job. We get that. Uh, really thrilled to have joining us on the program again, Ryan Williamson is a governance fellow at R Street. He researches and writes on issues related to election reform and administration, as well as governance, such as legislative procedure and capacity. Uh, and this is an interview I wish we could just pipe into every congressional office uh, in the House of Representatives. And uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So let's dive into these. You had a a great piece, Five Things Republicans Should Do with the New Majority. And uh, let's start with what I think the job is supposed to be, as enticing as the political point scoring can be, is actually focusing on the legislative process. How could they improve that? Uh, Well, you know, a couple of ways. One, they could open up the legislative process. in recent years, we've seen speakers from both parties kind of rule with an iron fist, you know, kind of hammer out things behind closed doors and tell rank and file members, you know, you can vote up or down. And that's the only say you have in it. But that's not how it has to be. You know, that's not how it should be. You can allow, you know, kind of all members to have a say in the process to be able to influence policy and get them invested in these policy areas and in the institution as a whole so that Congress is kind of doing what it should be doing and creating good outcomes. And, you know, to your point about scoring political points, as tempting as it may be to engage in in culture war, uh, engage in the culture war, or just create these sound bites that, um, you know, play well on cable TV, you can conduct meaningful oversight. You know, one of the most important functions of Congress is to serve as a check on the executive branch, especially as, you know, presidents more and more rely on things like executive orders when trying to move policy. So this new Republican majority has a really good opportunity to rein in the executive, kind of check the worst excesses of the Biden administration. And instead of, you know, engaging in political theater, think about things like reigning in record inflation and, you know, dealing with this massive amount of spending we've seen over the last two years. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, so important. And uh, just opening up that legislative process, uh, you, you nailed it in terms of how it has been happening. Uh, it's really the, uh, the it's been the four person uh, <laughs> authority of uh, McConnell, McCarthy, uh, Schumer and Pelosi uh, have really done most of the legislating behind closed doors. And then they drop it on the floor with no time for anyone to legislate or do anything. Um, and I think that's such an important part. And one of the other things that you had suggested for Republicans that goes on a similar line and I, I think is vastly underreported uh, is that the House should continue to work on the, the Modernization Committee. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the, the modern Modernization Committee has done a lot of really good work. Um, they've made over 200 recommendations. Um, and the, the committee itself is, de- is designed to improve Congress, you know, make Congress work better, not to advantage one party over, over the other, um, but to kind of improve Congress for all of us, to better represent the citizenry, which is what the House is supposed to do, um, and make sure that the legislative process is efficient and effective and you know, whether or not the select committee is kept intact or maybe moved into a, a subcommittee under House administration. Um, it's doing important work that, you know, Republicans should continue to champion. Yeah, so vital to do that. That efficiency, the effectiveness, the transparency uh, are also vital. You also had another uh, recommendation that I thought was uh, probably one that most people aren't really thinking about, and that is the uh, the abuse of proxy voting and why it's so important to actually be in the room, to be in the chamber. Uh, why is that so important? Right. So, you know, the proxy voting was put in place to combat the the pandemic so that Congress could continue to fun- function while, you know, people could maintain their health. Um, but that's not how it's been treated. Um, people are simply just not showing up to work. And that makes it really hard to actually engage in legislating. So just physically being present in the chamber allows members to develop relationships between each other, collaborate on policy, um, you know, kind of create new ideas, you know, maybe win over their colleagues to their side, or maybe change their mind to one of their other colleagues' side. And also just react swiftly to the changes in the political environment. You know, the House is supposed to be the most responsive, but it's hard to be responsive when you're not in the chamber. Yeah, absolutely. And it is that interesting thing. We've been talking about uh, Aristotle's uh, position and focus on political life in a free society should be a humanizing arena. So that uh, arena inside the chamber, uh, when you're in there together, there is something humanizing about that that causes different conversations. It gets rid of a lot of the pejorative and the performative politics and actually gets us to better policy discussions. And uh, that is absolutely where we've got to get uh, some great advice. I hope every member of Congress is listening today. Uh, if not, we'll send it to them. Ryan Williamson, uh, Governance Fellow at the R Street Institute. And uh, again, appreciate your perspective. I think you've got it spot on in terms of what the new Congress, the 118th Congress, should begin doing starting in January. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Those are crucial things. They're simple things that the Republican leadership could enact immediately that would transform the way things are getting done, improve transparency and efficiency, and actually let it be the people's house 
once again. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Don't go anywhere. Big hour number two coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.